Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner was that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season two, we're talking all about remote work. Let's get started. Welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about time-saving job application tips and the difference between applying efficiently versus applying effectively. Because there are options out there where you can just fire off your resume, there's things like LinkedIn, Easy Apply, and just at a click of a button, you're applying to jobs, and you can apply to dozens. And people often use this as a metric to be like, oh my gosh, I've applied to hundreds of jobs, but nobody has offered me an interview. That's applying efficiently, But is it effective? The answer is no, because if you're not getting interviews, you're not doing an effective job with your applications. And ultimately, just because you spent a few hours firing off application after application, that's still a waste of a couple of hours because you are not getting results. Instead, we wanna focus on applying effectively. And to do that, you're gonna wanna dedicate time to the jobs that interest you most. So the way I recommend going about this is once you do start the job application process, and I highly recommend getting clear on what you want at the end of this before you even start looking for jobs. But look, just look, don't apply. Look and make a list of the jobs that interest you. And then before you even start applying that day, this can be something you do set aside like an hour or two every day to do, Rank them. What jobs do you want the most? Because we're going to want to put the most effort and the most time into the jobs that you actually want. Right? (laughs) That makes sense. And so once you've narrowed it down to the few that you really want to focus your energy on, you're going to need to go in and cater your resume, cater your cover letter, cater the questions they ask, whatever the job application looks like, you are going to want to put your effort into this job application because you're not just gonna send any old resume, you are going to send the resume that makes you look like the best fit for the job that they're posting. And to do that, you are going to look at the job description, you are going to see what is required of you in this position, you're gonna think about experiences you've had in previous roles that make you a good fit for the things that they are looking for. And you are going to craft your resume in such a way that displays that. So maybe you have things on your resume, and I see this all the time. It's important to you. It's things you're proud of. It's things you've accomplished, but it's not relevant for the job you're applying for. It doesn't matter how well you were received at your previous job. If it is irrelevant to your future potential job, it doesn't need to be on there. Okay? 
so it can be a waste of space. It can be a waste of time. When you're clinging on to things that don't make sense to the potential employer, that's a you problem. That's not a their problem. It's something they're going to gloss over. And so working in the oil field, like I see this a lot for people who want to leave the oil field. They're using the lingo from the oil field. They're using like the accolades and the awards and all of these things, which are going to make no sense to a future employer because they're outside of the industry. So be mindful of that. I know sometimes the lingo becomes second nature, but we don't want to forget that if you're switching industries, people aren't going to know the lingo. And if you've achieved something that is totally irrelevant, then is it really an achievement? Yes, for you personally, but not on your resume. And that's okay. So a resume is not a summary of everything you've ever done. A resume is proof that you can do the job that is in the description and nothing more. So what you want to do is dedicate your time to using the language that you're seeing in the job description to match your resume. And you can have a bare bones resume that you use as a baseline and you can shift it based on the priorities of the job. And so depending on what job you're applying for, there are probably elements of that job that you're going to highlight more than others. So if it's a leadership role, you're going to focus on your leadership experience. If it's an operations role, you're going to focus on your operations experience. If it's, I don't know, an engineering role, you're going to focus on engineering experience. It sounds obvious, but it's not because everyone would be doing it correctly if it were obvious. With that said, you're going to take this time. You're going to make the resume. And then if it requires a cover letter, you're going to craft a cover letter. You're going to match the tone in your cover letter that they use in the job description. So if it's a startup and it's a fun, playful job description, you better make your cover letter fun. Like That's the culture. That's the vibe we're going for. If it's a serious job description, go ahead. Make it serious. Just cut straight to the point. So you want your energy to match what they're putting out. And if there's like any video or question component, be thoughtful because they're going to get hundreds of these. You need to stand out. So always, always, always when you're applying for a job at the forefront of your mind, you need to be thinking, what can I bring this company? Not what can this company do for me? And that is so important, especially in the interview process. But having that at the front of your mind when you are writing a resume, when you are writing a cover letter, then that is the energy you're going to bring to it. Those are the examples that are going to come out and that's what's going to make you stand out as a candidate. So to summarize, effectively applying to a job is not sending in as many applications as possible. It's focusing your time and energy on the jobs you want the most, putting in the effort to craft the ideal application and sending those off. And if you have any extra time or if you have some jobs that you are not like so head over heels for, you can do more of a half-assed job. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Okay, because as I've said before, you are not required to accept a job that you're offered. So keep that in mind. I also want to say sometimes it's really difficult to do your own resume. So even like 
when I'm crafting my resume for a specific job, sometimes I need a gut check from someone who isn't so close to it. And so I want to offer that to you. So for a limited time only, I am offering resume audits for just $27. If that is something you are interested in, I have the link in the show notes to book it. There's a form to fill out basically just so I know exactly what you're looking for so I can review your resume from the lens of that industry. And so you'll just upload a job description. You'll upload your current resume in a Word document and I will do some comments and track changes and stuff and make suggestions so that you can best position yourself for the type of job that you're looking for. So if you're interested in that, the link is in the show notes to submit your resume and payment and all that good stuff. This is just a short-term temporary deal. So if this is something you are interested in, grab it now. And I'm happy to help you out. It always helps to have an extra set of eyes on those resumes. So yeah, and just... To reiterate, I've been a recruiter. My eyes have been on like a gajillion resumes. And most of them, like I will flat out say, most of them are bad. Okay, what's good, what's bad? A lot of resumes do not do the candidates justice. And a lot of recruiters aren't going to take the time to get to know you beyond the resume. This is your first impression. So we want to make your first impression the best one possible so that you can actually get on a call, get on a Zoom call make those human-to-human connections and really show what an asset you would be to this company. All right, so there we have it. You have homework. Apply effectively, not efficiently. Focus your energy on a few job applications as opposed to just shooting them off willy-nilly. All right, I will catch you on the next episode. Before you go... If you believe remote work is your path to more travel, but feel overwhelmed trying to find a job that will allow you the freedom you so desire, I've got you. The doors to my mini course, Remote Work and How to Find It, are now open. We cover everything from determining what kind of jobs will best suit your lifestyle, where to find these jobs, how to craft a resume and cover letter for success, and tips and tricks to succeed in the digital nomad lifestyle. You'll also gain access to a private Facebook group so you can have support in each step of your journey. Enroll now at travelshifters.com slash remote dash work or click the link in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.